Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. I know that the sun finally came out here in Vancouver, and I hope that it's sunny wherever you are. Um, If it's not, though, I think the next hour will bring sunshine to your heart because I have three incredible guests on the show today, three human beings that I admire, respect, and uh, I'm blessed to have them as a part of my life. They are uh, all working with Ignite Artists, which is the agency that I get to be a part of as well. And they all have really unique stories and they're coming together to create a project that I think is going to inspire so many people around the world. Um, so I'd like to introduce you to Richard Harlow, Liziani Bisset, and Mark Stockbrocks. Um, the three of them are very unique and I'm going to let them tell you a little bit about who they are. So Mark, how about you start first, love? Tell everyone, you've been a guest on our show before and we talked a little bit about your story, but can you tell everyone again kind of who you are and what you're passionate about? Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, my name is Mark Stockbrooks, and uh, I am a stroke survivor. I had a uh, pretty massive brain bleed, hemorrhage at 31 years old, and it was just like two weeks after I finished firefighter training. So it was kind of out of left field. I didn't really expect it. Well, who would? But I was like, oh man. But I yeah, I survived and uh, continued to thrive. I, I mean, like I kept my speech, which is a huge deal, and and I can still. Uh, I'm still cognitively intact. So I use that. I mean, after, now I'm in a wheelchair full time. I'm triplegic. I have the use of my right arm. So I'm pretty thankful for that. Uh, that's big. And uh, I'm in a wheelchair full time. So that really has put a new vantage point on the world around me. And it's not just for me, but like my friends and my family are experiencing this ride as well. And uh, mm. so I, I, I a big deal for me is wheelchair access because uh, obviously I want to get out with my people and uh, keep keep living my life, but it's not always the easiest. It's not the most accessible. Mm-hmm. So I, I started a, a sticker campaign that um, notifies people by using stickers, whether places like safe and accessible and uh, welcoming for those with mobility impairments. And uh, so I'll, I'll pump tires on people that make those uh, concessions for people with different challenges. And uh, and I do a lot of just, it's a lot about awareness because uh, I find everybody really wants to do the right thing and, you know, hats off, but it's, it's uncharted territory for a lot of people. They don't, they want to do the right thing, but they don't know exactly what that is, what it looks like. So I try to get out and just uh, share my experience of what works and what doesn't and, you know, put a lot of work in that way. It works because uh, a lot of good reception, people are open to it, new ideas, and it's just awareness and education. It's pretty simple, but it's very effective. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing, Mark. And I know we're going to talk about how we're going to make hopefully a bigger impact together with all three of you. Uh, Next, I'd like to introduce Richard. Richard is an incredible person, an incredible artist who's done so many unique things in his life. And I'm just so tickled that I got to meet him and bring him to be a part of Ignite as well. So Richard, tell everyone a little bit about who you are. 
Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Richard Harlow. I'm from uh, Nanaimo, BC. Pretty much grew up on the island most of my life. And uh, I had a pretty average life uh, growing up in school and such. And then in 2010, while going to Emily Carr University in Vancouver, um, I was studying to become an animator. But uh, six months, uh, over a six month time period, I slowly was losing my central vision um, to where now I'm actually having to use a white cane to get around. And I found out the disease was something called Lieber's hereditary optic neuropathy, super rare condition. Um, and I had to essentially relearn how to live my life as someone with vision loss and had to navigate this new world and learn how to, to advocate for myself because I was learning very quickly about the barriers that people with disabilities live with on a daily basis the microaggression, the uh, discrimination, ableism, just things that are, are physical barriers and limits uh, you from being able to be successful and such. And uh, over the last 10 years, I've been a very passionate advocate for disability rights and issues. Um, I actually helped advocate for the large um, disability icon change here in British Columbia to the accessible icon and I've hosted a TV show about accessible apps and technology for the blind on AMI and yeah I'm also a very passionate visual artist as someone with a visual impairment I uh, guess I chose a career that was going to be hard mode and <laughs> uh, I like my challenges to overcome I'm a, a lot of my colors I use are very vibrant in, in contrast and I make paintings that are accessible through touch to make them accessible to other people with visual impairments so that the gallery is more accessible. And often I try and make my artwork hung lower so people like Mark can see the paintings at a better viewing angle because most are put way too high up for what the average height of a person is. But it, the average height is not an inclusive height. So I try and help remove barriers in, in every industry and in every place I go. Thanks for sharing, Richard. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Uh, and Liziani, finally, Liziani, our incredible social media guru who loves to travel, loves to make people laugh and has the hardest size of Texas. Can you tell everyone a little bit about who you are, lovely? Oh, sure. Hi, everyone. So I am Liziani Bizet. I'm actually from Brazil. And I've been away from my country for the past, I would say, nearly 13 years right now, 12, 13 years. So I've been traveling. Um, I love traveling. So and I love different cultures and get to know people. I love that. And yeah, so here I am in Canada after living, I'd say, seven different countries. Um, and what I'm doing, I... Actually, right now, working a little bit of social media, uh, explaining my passion about traveling. And I think like there is a world out there and people should see it, should go there to experiment everything I did. And I want to do it. So many places I want to go. And I also love helping people as I can. Like um, when I started my acting career here in Canada, I pretty much did everything for myself and I love trying to help people starting the business as well. Especially people when they come from Brazil, they're like lost or um, 
different cultures. So yeah, so here I am trying to take those experiences out there. And I think that's that's me. <laughs> Thank you. And so the three of these amazing people have come together and are creating a really amazing project right now that we hope to get off the ground um, with National Geographic or Discovery or maybe our own YouTube show, who knows. Um, the three of them love to travel. The three of them love to inspire people and show people and advocate. And um, we believe that creating a show where they travel and uh, ask people about their life situation, their life story, while doing some really cool things, proving that bungee jumping is still something you want to do in a wheelchair or when you're blind, because it doesn't stop you from living your best life. It just changes how you perceive it. So I was just... Um, talking to them for the last couple months and we've been trying to put this project together and um, if anyone has any advice or, or uh, any insight or maybe could help us put the project together as well or has any great connections that might be able to help sponsor even some of the equipment for them to travel that would be amazing uh, we will uh, share the social media links for all of them at the end of the show and in the bio as well so you can follow along on their journey because we've created a social media account uh, just for this process and then they have their own as well and I know Richard sells his art on some of them and it's really incredible to take a look at and you can learn more about Mark's um, journey with his uh, stickers as well and and hopefully um, put a green sticker that means that your place is accessible on your business or a business that you know in your area may be helping it become more accessible. So I want to ask this question to um, Richard and Mark because I'm, I try and be knowledgeable about the world but at the end of the day I still am very 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 ignorant about um, some of the things that aren't, aren't accessible as an able-bodied person. I sometimes don't think um, when I'm going somewhere about how difficult something could be. Could How can, how can people learn more? Um, what, what, what are some suggestions that you guys could recommend to our audience potentially, especially because some of our listeners are a lot younger and in high school, how could they, if they have a friend that has a disability or they're struggling with a disability or something has recently happened in their life, um, how, how do you think they can educate themselves so they can uh, be more informed and pass that on to others? Do either of you have something that you want to share on that? Well, um, there are a lot of different organizations out there that really like to bring awareness to what accessibility, what accessible technology looks like and what accessible design looks like. So say if you ever go into like a business that has a couple steps that go up to the front door, that business owner would have never heard from a person in a wheelchair to be able to complain about the fact that their store is not accessible, for instance, mm -hmm. because they're never able to get inside the store. Mm -hmm. So small things like that can remove huge barriers for someone in a wheelchair. For someone with vision impairment, you got to think about it differently. Like vision impaired people often aren't able to read signs. And, and so sometimes, you know, it's, it's not shameful to, to ask for help either um, or offer help, but never assume that, that someone is not able to do something. Always ask before you assist. And before you lost your sight, um, before this whole journey began, did you have any friends that had different disabilities and you had to educate yourself in order to help them or support them? Or did this come with the onset of your blindness? Um, I would say that, that like I still had friends with different disabilities, different uh, 
um, abilities. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I just became more aware because I was living that life now, right? Mm-hmm. And and because because you're in that community a little bit more, you're able to educate yourself just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many good YouTube videos and, and personalities on YouTube that, that aren't afraid to talk about what it's like. So So even if you have like a question that would be, that you would be too embarrassed to ask someone with vision loss. Most people are fairly open to to answering, but sometimes the questions can be personal. But if you want to learn, I mean, Mm -hmm. look things up. Google search. You you, you can learn so much about um, what blind people are capable of because we're talking about, we're living it. We have blogs. We have blogs on YouTube. We, we, we're on Snapchat. We're on every platform that you can <laughs> think of. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, is there any, um, I'm trying to think, is there any one or two in particular that you recommend that are really informative that you could guide people to, or is that something that we're going to create with our project maybe? <laughs> well, I know for, for visual impairments, the Canadian National Institute for the Blind has a lot of information um, about how you can be a better um, ally and, and advocate for other people in the community, how how you can properly assist people if you, if you do encounter someone with a visual impairment, maybe what it looks like to be visually impaired, because there are different ways that people are able to show like either using a guide dog or having a white cane and what those things actually look like. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, um, for instance, don't know that you're not supposed to pet a guide dog or a service animal, Mm -hmm. but that can really distract the dog because the dog's working, working very hard. And often when when someone uh, pets a guide dog or a service animal, that distracts them. And so you can actually, just from petting the animal, actually cause the person to maybe um, get into an accident or get into a fall because the dog was distracted. So sometimes they, the dogs then become unlearned and untrained. So mm. being aware about those sort of rules is very, very important. That's something that I think a lot of people don't don't realize. So that's great that you brought that up. Um, can I ask you, was there, Richard, for you, an instance where people assumed something about you Um that you want to share that was, that was frustrating and, and, but, but maybe sharing it might bring more awareness to, to people. Well, um, I went on a bit of a hike through the Rockies this summer and I got to the very top of a mountain and someone asked me if I could, uh, take their picture for them. And then they, and then they saw the white cane and they're like, how did you get up here? I, I had troubles getting up here. <laughs> Yeah. How did you get up here? And th- they were assuming that like mm-hmm. someone with a visual impairment can't climb, right? Mm-hmm. And and sure, I can climb. I mean, anyone can climb if, if it with the proper equipment and accessibility and all that sort of stuff. But for me, I was just using my white cane, and and so yeah. they automatically assumed that someone in their mind with visual impairment wouldn't be able to do what they just did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, how do you, how do you deal with that when somebody assumes, do, are you, do you get frustrated and kind of snap back or do you try and educate them? Like it must be over time. It must be frustrating. Sometimes you might just want to be like, you know, bite it or something, or are you able to just be kind? Cause you understand that people are not aware. Yeah. Like it's not something that's taught in our education systems, like mm. things like 
um, indigenous history and culture has only been more recently thrown into our academic school systems to be more diverse um, more recently, for instance. And still we have situations where kids with disabilities are segregated um, into different classrooms and such or removed from classrooms um, just because of accessibility. And so a lot of the time, like we are, we're so pushed to not talk about it. That is so hush-hush to talk about disability issues or to disability-related topics. But like only in the more recent years have, have as mental health, for instance, been something that's really being pushed in the media and conversation. And people are finally starting to understand what it's like. So it's, it's, it's something that, that our culture needs to get a better grasp of. Completely agree. And I love that you mentioned that it's not taught in high schools. There's, I think there's so many uh, like tangible skills that we need to learn, uh, not only for just life in general, but for talking about mental health and, and other people. I remember when I was in high school and there was a young woman who I adored, she was in a wheelchair and um, I always chatted with her, but there were times when I felt like I didn't want to offer help because I was embarrassed that I, I didn't want to insult her. And I just really think it's important that we, we talk about like what you said, um, never assume, um, but always offer to help. I think that's, that's so lovely, but it's, I think some people are afraid of doing or saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people like that? I mean, I love what you said already, but is there anything else, especially a young person that might be listening on how they could approach someone so they're not ever assuming? Yeah. Like for instance, if like I, sometimes if I'm in like a grocery store, for instance, and I'm trying to get my bearings on where something is, maybe like oranges and I can't seem to find them. And it looks like I'm just like walking back and forth. Like, don't be afraid to ask like, hey, is there anything that I can help you with? And, and no, it, I'm, I mean, if you see anyone that needs help, it's always nice to offer, Never mind if they have a, a white cane or a guide dog or anything like that, but never assume that like someone can't find anything. and. and and that, uh, and maybe you might get an answer of uh, no, thank you, and that that's all right. So it's it's nothing personal or against that that person asking to offer, but the fact that you're offering shows that you care. Awesome, thanks, Richard. Uh, we're just gonna go to a very quick commercial break, everyone, and then we'll be right back and talk a little bit more. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. 
Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Now I'm going to throw that same question at Mark. Mark, was there an instance in your life where people assumed something about you because you're in a wheelchair? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, all, all the time. All the time. And it's, uh, you know, I don't mind that, but it's, it's even better just to, like, smash their, uh, their stereotypes and their uh, preconceived notions. So I do that as much as I can. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how you could change that, but I'm just doing my myself. and. Uh, it does happen, but I guess uh, it's good to be out there and just, you know, wheelchair people just like anybody else. I just can't walk, basically. Absolutely. And was there like a particular instance in your life where you were doing something like going on an adventure or anything and people are like, well, why are you going to do that? You know, it, like in that way, the same as Richard described when he was hiking and they're like, how did you get here? Have you had that kind of situation too? Uh... I can't say I have actually. I don't know. No, I've never encountered that. I have had people, you know, talk over me. A lot of people they don't talk to me. They'll talk to the person I'm with, mm. making some assertion that I'm, you know, cognitively impaired for some reason. Yeah, people make that assumption quite a bit as well. And, and how do you how do you broach this? How do you talk to them? Like do you do you? I mean, you must get frustrated sometimes and just be like, "Hey, I'm here." Do you ever like? Does I'm, I don't know. That would be me. I think I would. I would there'd be so many times where I, I'd stop being kind. I think once in a while because it would just be very frustrating, even though I'm trying to be kind. Have you? How do you deal well, with it? I'm pretty mellow in the most part, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, once you start addressing them and looking them in the eye and talking, it becomes apparent. You know, like, hey, it's uh, <laughs> you can talk directly with me, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love what you just said that you're pretty mellow. Like you're one of the chillest dudes I know. And I love talking to you because you're just so like you bring Zen to my heart when I talk to you. You're just so full of like you have a great sense of humor. You're so chill. Do you find that you're more Zen and chill now because of what you've gone through in your life? Were you always a Zen kind oh, of? I think I have exercised that patience muscle big time. I have to because the world goes a lot slower on mm. the wheel, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you encounter so much stuff and you got to just breathe through a lot of it because 
you know, beating your head against the wall, getting frustrated, does nothing. You put your energy elsewhere. That's that's totally. what I prefer to do. Um, yeah, no, I mean, people are generally understanding, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's all how you approach it. You know, I'm not, gonna get, I'm not going to get upset at someone because of their ignorance or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can. It's just a teach, teachable moment. You can, you'll have a minute. Just say, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah. Speak, speak directly with them. Have a conversation. You know, maybe they're they've never uh, even experienced speaking to someone in a wheelchair before. You never know, right? So, Absolutely. And you've done so. Part of what inspired the project that we're all working on together was you telling, talking about traveling the world and and doing some pretty cool stuff. Like you sent me a picture of you bungee jumping from your chair. What yeah. what is that experience like? And were you scared? Were you exhilarated? What made you want to do that? Because I'm I'm never going to jump off a bridge. I don't care what's tied to me. So I think you're brave as as ever. I don't know. What, what I don't Pre pre injury, like I'd snowboard half pipe, I'd skateboard, wakeboard, surf, all that stuff, yeah. you know, climbing, whatever. Yeah. So, because I've, I'm the same guy completely, mm-hmm. same personality, I like the same stuff. I just can't walk. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, so, I'm just keep doing what I like. And, and you know, the only thing that'll stop me is if, uh, well, nothing will stop me, to be honest with you. That's great. And what what's the experience like bungee jumping in a chair? What what was the difference? Do you think? Like, did you feel something different? No. Did you appreciate different. No. It's the same awesome stuff. It's what's mm-hmm. wicked. It just feels good. I like yeah. that. I like that stuff. So, yeah, it's the same. I encourage everyone to try it if you if you don't have a fear of heights. Yeah. And what about you, Richard? Have you ever uh, bungee jumped? I think I think I remember you mentioning that you had at some point or wanted to try it. Have you had that experience too? I have. And like, it is a complete rush being able to like still not see how deep it, you're going to be falling. Like mm. you still have that like rush. Like it's a, like a roller coaster of just falling and being just flying in the air. <laughs> Lose your stomach. Oh, it's a good feeling. Oh, yeah. It's great. I'm into that. Oh, goodness. You guys are braver than I am. Let me tell you. It's like the experience. Like, it's, it's like Brandy, you just got to step off. Same. It's easy. There's no turning back. You just got to step off the bridge. Oh. Or get pushed. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd have to get pushed, love. I'll bring Richard with me and he can kick me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll poke oh, you bye. off with my cane. <laughs> a, gentle, a gentle nudge. Absolutely. Oh, goodness. Hey, Liziani, how about you? Have you been bungee jumping? Oh, no, never, ever. No, I can't. <laughs> are you Are you going to have Richard or Mark push you off too? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I just can't do it. I'm afraid of heights. Oh, <laughs> I am. I know. I do can't. A, tandem, a tandem jump where you go together. More well, support. Maybe, More maybe, support. maybe somebody has to push me. <laughs> <laughs> have you, Brandy? No, no, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big chicken. I also get really motion sick and have bad vertigo, so <laughs> I can barely same. walk across the Capilano suspension bridge in Vancouver. Same, same, I, I, same. I, I can't. <laughs> oh goodness, Liziani, I want to ask you about Brazil because you've seen two very different worlds in your life. You, I know you've traveled a lot outside of both of those countries, um, but what about accessibility in Brazil? Did you is is it like? I, this is kind of one of the things that we're talking about with this project is tra- traveling around the world and finding out where is more accessible because there's there's so many 
places that you would think aren't accessible, um, possibly that we're finding out have more accessibility than Canada, for example. What was Brazil like in terms of accessibility? Honestly, to be to be very honest with you, I've been away for quite a while, but um, but I don't think Brazil is that accessible, unfortunately. Mm. I, I don't think so. I think I think like Brazil is very late for many stuff and uh, I think it's something that has to be worked on a little bit more mm-hmm. um, so I might be saying something wrong here because I'm away for too long so I don't know exactly I try to go back at least once a year mm-hmm. so I can take a look but I, I don't see as much because I, I remember traveling um, in some places even like Canada maybe you guys don't think it's that accessible I, I don't know how you see it but like I remember comparing back home Mm-hmm. For me, it was like sometimes like, wow, yeah, finally some people, they have the access to, for everything, you know, all access pass, let's say like this. Yeah. And I, I don't remember yeah. thinking like this when I was back home, unfortunately. Mm. So yeah. I, I think it's something that you need to be changed a lot in Brazil. Well, Mark, you've done a bit of traveling in other countries. Can you talk about some countries that you went to that were really accessible and you were maybe surprised to, to what they had to offer? Uh, yeah, sure. A couple of years ago, my family and I went to Tanzania. Now, I think a lot of people right away when you say, oh, wheelchair access in Africa, they're thinking like, no way, impossible. But it, it takes a lot of planning and uh, research, communication, but you can make it happen. There are people that can cater to that. It does take extra planning. It might cost a little more as well, which mm-hmm. is a barrier, but um, it's definitely doable. I, uh, yeah, I've been to a few places and it's always a challenge. If, if, anywhere in the world, I'd say there's there's nowhere perfect. So that's why we're gonna try to move it forward, create awareness. Cause like I said, everybody wants to do the right thing. They just don't really have a grasp what that could be. Mm-hmm. Was it was it you and I that were looking at Rwanda? I, I I know I've been doing some research for this project in particular to find um, different accessibility options, but I feel like it was Rwanda that had these special cars that had the whole side of the car lowered down because there's a lot of uneven streets and things like that to to bring people in wheelchairs over like little moats and things like that and little canals that they have. Was that you and me that were looking at that, love? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't recall. It's all good. Yeah, it was just uh, that blew me away because I, I, I know my friends here have struggled um, with certain things, and you would think Canada. I mean, they say first world and all these things, but would be ahead of the game on that. But we really aren't in a lot of respects. So it's so great that your access stickers are out there and and making yeah, people you know, think about it. And Vancouver, I got to say, like Vancouver's tried hard, and there are some great things about it, but. Um, I'm not really a complacent guy, and like good enough is not good enough. Agreed. Like, you can always do better. Always, always aim higher. You can always do better. Even little tweaks, details, whatever. We can always make things better, no matter how minute that might be. Always look to improve. I like that idea of good enough isn't good enough. I, I, I like that idea for a lot of things in life that we should just be like fighting for things. Like uh, right now. Black Lives Matter is huge um, in our face all the time and we need to stand up. And And I think uh, for, I don't know, all throughout history, we've just said, oh, it's good enough. And now is the time to stop saying that. And, and I love that you said that. That was an interesting. Yeah. Movie. 
No, always, always aim higher and leave things better than you found them. That's that's mm-hmm. I think the way we all should look at life, right? Yeah, I love Be that. Better. Be better. So, you talking about leaving things better than how we found them, what do you want your legacy to be in this life? I would love to see pushed open buttons everywhere, and it's not, it's not just for people in wheelchairs. People with all types of mobility ailments, like you know, the elderly. I, it just pains me to see elderly people struggling just to get through a door because the hydraulic hinge is so strong, just mm-hmm. unnecessary. And you know, and that extends to a lot of things, like even just um, you know, delivery drivers. I think the key to business is like flow of goods and services. You want to get your your customers in there, and you want to get your supplies in there. It's just logistics of running a business. Just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, and another thing, another thing I explain to places, I go out quite a bit. You know, friends and family, and go to restaurants. You know, when COVID's not uh, putting a damper on things, we'll go to a lot of concerts and live performances, theater, symphony, all of that stuff. <clears throat> but I got this hang-up about businesses that um, they like I'll go to a place with like 15 of my friends we'll go there once or twice a month maybe three times who knows uh, and they, they won't have a like a door opener a push to open button or a wheelchair accessible washroom I mean those are two pretty basic amenities that every business should have and I do get pushback from owners when I'll say like you should install that they're like well it's a lot of money I'm like well you know how much money you're losing every time my friends and I don't come here and you know it might just not come here anymore but if you let us in and you're cool we'll come back over and over and over we'll have a mm-hmm. good time and th- that pays for itself in no time it's a capital expense that not only is it the right thing to do it's makes it easier for everybody and you're doing the right thing it's just so simple absolutely yeah yeah, for sure. Um, Richard, I'm, yeah, sorry, just going to you as well. Are there certain things that you'd like to leave as a legacy in your life for the, for the next generations? Well, I, I've been so focused on being able to make people more aware. Um, I think talking about disabilities is something that, that is something that is always being done and needs to be advocated more. Um, having education be accessible, having businesses be accessible, having more jobs out there for people that are blind and, and disabled and such. Yeah. Opportunities for the next generation. And oh yeah. I, I, I want the next generation of people that, that are younger than me who are people with disabilities, people with vision impairment and such. I, I don't want them to have to go through the same barriers that I've gone through. And I've done research about people ahead of us that have like led the way because we've, we've, you know, come pretty far, but like, like Mark said, not far enough. And so you got to remember like the people that have come before you as well. Um, the, the achievements that have been made, like having um, people with disabilities be enshrined in the Human Rights Act and such, having having um, marriage equality here in British Columbia or having large accomplishments that give rights to people with disabilities uh, like the Accessible Canada Act, like big things that need to be done are still needing to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 
A little bit earlier, Richard, you you mentioned about learning how to advocate for yourself. How can people do that respectfully with with strength, um, with humility, like all of these things? Like how can they how can they begin to speak up, especially a younger person who might not have a voice yet or feel like they don't have a voice, especially if they have a disability? Yeah. Um, do you have any suggestions for them? I mean, if if you if you ever um... If you want to learn how to be able to advocate for yourself, being able to ask for help is is kind of the first step. It's not it's not a, a shame or not anything shameful if you ever have to ask for help. And sometimes young people who have recently become disabled have a lot of troubles learning how to ask for help. Mm. because it is a moment of vulnerability you're showing the fact that that you have a problem and that you're needing help but there is no shame if you're struggling with with anything like depression or anything mental health related it's not a shame to ask for help if if you're someone with vision loss you're not less of a person if you can't see something like it shows great humility when you are willing to give um, give someone else uh, tr the trust to be able to go up to them and ask them for help. And it shows a lot of respect that you're actually willing to ask for help at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find a lot of young people, I mean, a lot of people in general that struggle with mental health in particular, they're always apologizing for their depression or their anxiety. And I always say yeah. to them, like, if you had cancer, would you apologize for that? No, it's the same thing. It's something that's out of your control. And and I find that's probably one of our worst things about us as humans that that we feel shame for things that are out of our control. Like we can just do the best that we can every day. And I I don't know why we we do that to ourselves. Do either of you have an opinion on on why? <laughs> I just don't know. That's something I've never understood. Well, like using an accessibility tool like a white cane or a wheelchair, mm -hmm. often um I kind of like explain it like this. Like if you have a, a nail that you got to hammer into a piece of wood, you're mm -hmm. not less of a person because you need a hammer to hit the nail <laughs> to get it into the wood rather mm -hmm. than using your fist. Yeah. In fact, you're smarter because mm -hmm. you're willing to use a tool that exert no pain onto your fist. That's a great way to put it. I love that. I think that's a perfect segue to our commercial break. <laughs> We'll be right back um, and talk a little bit about the upcoming project so everyone can hear a little bit more about it and get excited as well. We'll see you all in just a moment. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. 
and we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I know that you've gotten to know a little bit about all three of our guests today, um, and all three of them have let me be a part of a cool project, and we're all working on it together, and it's called All Access Pass, and the goal is to travel to places in the world and meet people with different life stories that have gone through different things, maybe that have different disabilities and to do some pretty cool stuff like jumping out of airplanes, going kayaking, horseback riding, whatever it might be through the Amazon. Um, Liziani, have you ever been to the Amazon love since you're from Brazil? No. Can you believe it? I can't. I think, <laughs> I, I think I know more out of Brazil than in Brazil, but every time I go back, like I try to know a different place goes somewhere new something else so funny because i'm from canada and i lived in the amazon for three years i know i know that's crazy (laughs) crazy so um Lizzie going to be amazing for for this group because all three of us really aren't social media gurus, but she certainly is. She has a lot of followers and a lot of inspired followers um, who watch her every move and where she travels, and and she's going to help us um, really promote this journey and, and capture a lot of it. Um, Liz, what 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 um what kind of things do you envision for this project? I mean, I I, I want to see Mark skydiving in. I don't know, the, uh, Iceland. And I'd love to see Richard doing the same thing in, in South Africa. And I'd love to be there to, to participate in some of this and meet some incredible people all over the world. Like what, what would you love to see come from this project? Well, uh, first to pass the message they are trying to spread out there that to make the world a little bit more accessible, right? And I want to see those guys discovering the cultures, going around, do whatever you want, like have a bucket list and... Mm-hmm make it happen showing like showing the world it's possible you know to do it that's what I want to do it and also I want to tell their story I want to tell who they are 
Uh, and I want, I, I expect to inspire people to understand, to make the world more accessible. And those people who are going through the same situation to get inspired even more. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to be there to help you guys, whatever you guys need to tell the story. I love it. I think it's something unique and special. Um, mm-hmm. And it has to be said, it has to be changed. The world, the world needs to be changed. Yeah. So I expect everyone to go there and do your bucket list. Let's get a bucket <laughs> list done. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mark, what about you? What are you, what are your some of your big things? Like, what are some countries that you want to travel to? What are some stories you maybe <laughs> want to tell? Like, is there anything that you really want to have come out of this journey? I would just love to build this. Um, build allyship around the world because I know like a ton of people in my circle personally who want, want to want to do this join this effort and if, if it would sweep the world I think it could be a big global movement because there's so many of us worldwide that have this similar stories mm-hmm. that I think that, yeah, if we go rally up and just gang up and be a big crew that would be sweet and I, I think it. I think once you read a crit- critical mass it will just take off you know that's that's what I vision is uh, just like a a rolling snowball that gathers more steam, you know, mm-hmm. bring more people. And anything selfish that you uh, just want to do, like climb to the top of Kilimanjaro, anything like that's just for you, not just for your big heart and wanting to change the world and help others, but anything for you? Uh, paragliding would be kind of cool off of like uh, Pau Dasukar, maybe in Rio or something. That would be awesome. Very cool. And what yeah. about you, Richard? What is a big thing that you'd love to see come out of this? Um, um well, uh, I guess I, I really love exploring nature. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the like hiking trips and such that I go on always inspires me to do more art and turn a lot of the the work that I took photos of using my phone or like my tablet um, to then turn those into paintings. Mm-hmm. And then I can express myself through my artwork through there and share my experience through art as well. But lo- I would love to be able to, to experience Northern Lights. I know that for, for myself, because I lost all my central vision, I kind of wonder what it would be like to look up at the sky and see essentially a black hole in the center of my field of vision but colors moving all throughout the sides of my, of my field of view and I, I i miss being able to see the stars and i miss being able to see like shooting stars but i i wonder if i'd be able to see the northern lights mm. um and i'm just curious richard what what about what what has what has this life journey taught you? Like I, we talked a little bit about uh, gratitude and how we need to be more grateful just as humans in general for the things that we have because life is short. Things can happen. Things can change in a, in an instant. What what has this whole experience done for you as a person? I think it's made me more empathetic and understanding to what other marginalized people face mm-hmm. because discrimination and exclusion is something that a lot of people have a good understanding of what that feels like to look different to appear different and to be um, bullied or picked on or anything like that just because you are different Mm -hmm. and so I've been able to really 
make some amazing, diverse friends in the last 10 years of my life. Because a lot of the focus on a person is not their, what they look like for me. It's on their individual character. And so I've really been able to focus on that with my friend circle and my friendships that I create with people. And if there's a young man or woman out there that is blind and maybe is struggling to find their path in life or figure out where they want to do and what they want to create, do you personally have any like thing that you want to say to them? Don't believe what people say to you of what blind people are capable of. One of the hardest things for me to come to grips with was um, after I became blind, uh, I had a doctor say to me that I wouldn't be able to do art again. Hmm. Well, I'm actively proving them wrong because I challenged myself and pushed myself to learn, to think about how to approach it in a different way. So if someone in your life tells you that you're not capable of doing something, do some research. Push yourself. Try and figure out if you can. Here, here. How about you, Mark? What 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 has your life experience brought to you? I know you talk about how we need to be grateful every single day and appreciate what we have. What what is your? I mean, this is an incredible journey you've been on so far, and that's why we want to do this project together. So, what has it done for you? Uh, it's taught me a lot of patience and uh, humility and planning, like looking forward in your life and what you'd like to do. I think life is so quick and people lose the plot. Mm-hmm. Just hung up on daily life and trying to look at the bigger picture because like you said, Brandy, life is amazingly short for such a beautiful thing. It's, it goes quick. So just having a good focus for your future and what you'd like to do for the younger folks out there, really think hard about what your values are, what you enjoy, and what those around them love you enjoy as well and what you'd like to help out because this world will be on for quite a while and uh, we've got a lot of work to do. So forward vision, think about what you want to leave, but when you leave places better than you find them, I guess essentially is what I'm trying to say. Mm. It sounds like both of you from, from what you've gone through, because the world was not as accessible for you because it wasn't, what did, what did Richard say earlier? The average height like that, the average story to be blind or to be with a mobility issue in a wheelchair um, that you guys both slowed down. And that's why you appreciate all these great things and, and do things that make you happy on a daily basis and plan for them. Liziani, what can, what can we uh, take from this, from, from your experience and your travels and your culture and your background? Um, what, what do you feel like we can take from this and, and share with everyone in this journey? <laughs> I mean, for my background, for what I can share with people, I think, honestly, a lot of people, they ask me, um, what's the best place you've been or what's the perfect spot that isn't? I think every, every place is special on its own way. It's all about how you see, it's how about you perceive stuff. And that's what I think about the same journey, like... Um, I, I want to bring that, um, how do I say, I think I want to bring this to people, like, as Richard mentioned before, you go through a lot of different stuff, you don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow, and it depends how you see it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it all depends how you perceive how what's going to happen, and that's what I want to share to people, like, this, I love how different, like, different we are mm-hmm. as people, mm-hmm. and I love the culture from every different country, it's all beautiful it's just 
sometimes it's for you, sometimes it isn't. Mm-hmm. And besides that, I think every time I was traveling, I never really paid attention so much uh, about being accessible or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is something that really is really touching me right now. Every time I go somewhere, I want to see it, how it looks like. Because why why am I able to go and some people are not, mm-hmm. you know? And that's really touching me way more. Every time I'm, I'm visiting a place, I want to see if it's accessible for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I want to share this to everyone, bring a bit of my culture in it to make, maybe taking those guys real. <laughs> <laughs> why not oh, yeah. <laughs> you know have a little bit of fun <laughs> um and the, if this is something that maybe i said it maybe i said it wrong before but if brazil hasn't changed it the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. i really want to advocate for that i really want to make it something about it absolutely and can you tell everyone what your social media is so if people want to follow you and learn more about your personal story um they can sure it's a uh, Lisiane Bizet, my name. It's a L I S I A N E B for Brando, I S E T for Tom. Excellent. And we'll make sure that that's in the bio for people to find as well. And Mark, how about you? What's your social media love that you'd like to share? Or do you want us just to share the All Access Pass new one? Uh, let me see. Well, there are a lot of examples of access stickers in action. Mm-hmm. There an Instagram for that. It's at access stickers, but it's spelled the spelling's a little confusing. It's the A C C E S S S T I D K E R S. So that's three S's. That's what that's what is confusing sometimes. At access stickers. For sure. We'll make, we'll make sure to share it on the other ones as well. And Richard, what about yours love? So people can see your art and learn more about your journey as well. Um, you can check out my Facebook page. It's called blind eye works. If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I can be found at, at Richard underscore Harlow, H A R L O W. And I'm happy to answer any questions if anyone has any. Awesome. Thank you. And we uh, recently created a brand new Instagram called all.access.pass. And we've just literally created it. And we're going to start to post their story, their journey, and other people that we meet along the way. And um, hopefully you can share it with someone in your life that needs to know that they have uh, opportunities and there's people out there that are fighting and advocating like the three amazing people that are on the radio show today for everyone to be accessible and have an all-access pass to the world and their dreams. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Hopefully we'll see you again same time, same place here on Voice America. Yeah, let's do this again. Woo-woo. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brandy. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Have a good Thank week, you, everyone. Brandy. See you next week. All right, right on. See you Bye-bye. guys. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check 